What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today's episode uh, is going to be a little bit of a uh, reflection on just everything that's going on. We are obviously doing a lot of work uh, on ourselves right now and, you know, taking stock and, and we want to not rush you know to do an episode on books we're reading and uh the book we're all reading right now is white fragility by robin d'angelo which if you guys have not read that and uh you are also privileged white girls i would highly recommend it um we're all you know getting a lot and have gotten a lot out of it and uh we want to like take the time to digest it obviously and like listen to other people and, and just do it the right way is, is what we're, we're, we're attempting to accomplish. Um, yeah. While also making a lot of mistakes in the process. So uh, I also bought, so you want to talk about race. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it on our last mini episode that we're all listening to, new podcasts or new episodes of old podcasts we love where people are addressing these things and like it's you know it's a it's a lot and I would encourage anybody who's like in the same place as us not to get like burnt out and to just keep growing and learning and being active um mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you know, it's and, uh, uh Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint, and mm -hmm. uh, I think we all need to try to make sure we're doing the work we can every day while also taking care of ourselves. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we can't do the work. So right. we have to, you know, 
keep that in mind. And um, we want to really encourage you guys to not only read White Fragility so that you can educate yourselves in that way, but so that you can kind of, we can have like a book club uh, vibe with the podcast for that episode where you guys have read it with us. And we'd love for you to write in to us at selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com and maybe uh, let us know things that really stood out to you, um, big lessons you learned from reading the book, just anything. So maybe we can kind of all come together in that yeah. episode and, and have read a book together now that you guys know what's coming up. Yeah, basically what's happening is that all of us are almost done with the book and we thought about putting out an episode about it uh, as soon as possible, but we realized that this work is really deep. It needs breathing room. It needs reflection. We need time to think about our past actions so we can better uh, speak about that on the episode. And so we do plan on doing an episode about white fragility um, in the near future and it would be amazing if our, um, our, our white audience reads this book and we are all doing this work together and it feels, yeah, like a collective book club experience where we're, um, you know, we're talking about the, the realizations we've had and the moments, you know, <laughs> I plan to reveal a lot of stuff that is not going to paint me in a good light. And I think that's really important for everybody to do, to admit that we have done things and said things and thought things that we're contributing to a really big problem. And um, yeah, I think it would be uh, fantastic if uh, you read this book and you write into us, uh, selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com to talk about those instances if you want and uh, let us know if you want to be, it, you know, we would love to be able to share those types of things, those moments on the show. If you're comfortable with it, we can keep you anonymous or we can use your first name. But really, basically, we're all in this together. We are not leaders of this work in any way. We are students. Um, we are not going to be giving you advice on any of this. We don't know. We don't know enough. We are not experts. We are listening to the people who are experts. And we have amazing guests coming up. We do have racial uh, justice educators coming up on the show um, that are gracing us with their presence. They absolutely don't have to be doing it. And, but because they are very busy, understandably, and um, getting a lot of offers um, to be on different shows, it's going to be a little while. We have to respect their time and their deadlines and stuff, but we wanted to address this um, before um, we have somebody on the show because it is going to be a little while and we don't want anybody to think that we are, you know, stepping away from this conversation or not addressing it. So we just want to let you know that um, those episodes are coming. Those guests are coming. We are very much looking forward to listening to them and hearing what they have to say. We're going to be taking their courses. Uh, there's a lot that's going to be happening. So um, you're also going to maybe see a handful of episodes coming out um, uh, recently and in the near future that were episodes that were pre-recorded from several months ago, basically. So mm -hmm. if it sounds like our guests uh, that, that we might have are not addressing um, this, you know, human rights movement, basically, um, it's because they were recorded um, a while ago, because we know that the guests that, we, that we've had on would have absolutely discussed this um, and yeah. supported, and supported um, you know, Black voices and, and Black lives. So just a heads up on that. Um, yeah, yeah. just want to be transparent that if, if it feels like some of these episodes feel a bit out of place, 
they, we do have some in the bank. Basically. Yeah. 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 We have one that we recorded with Whitney Cummings a while ago that'll be coming out. Um, and if you don't already listen to her podcast, good for you. She's been doing uh, a really good job having great guests on and, and listening. Uh, so if you haven't heard like Amber Riley that just came out or Donnell Rawlings, like those are great episodes to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, do you guys want to get into uh, what we're going to talk about today? We have a quotable, right? Tay, do you want to read the quotable? Yes, I do. Is it anything <laughs> I saw on Instagram? It is. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I'm, so, I'm, could I be any more basic? But I do think this is uh, good and, and on topic. This is uh, somebody that I follow posted this from somebody I don't follow who's at Iris McAlpin. Uh, it says, the more tightly we cling to our identity as a good person, the more skilled we become at rationalizing our behavior and the less available we are to examine the ways that we cause harm. Ooh. Oh, so I mean, good. that's so true. white fragility in a, in a sentence, really. I mean, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be, it'll be a lot that episode to examine when we, when we do that book review, but so yeah. Much to examine. So much to unpack. No, nobody wants to think, nobody wants to believe that they're part of um, something really, really cruel. Nobody wants yeah. to believe that. Yeah. So. I talk with my, my therapist has brought up several times the, um, the term shadow self. Do you guys like ever talk about that in therapy or, or know no. about that much? Mm-mm. Well, it's again, like the three of us are such perfectionists and so type A and feel like always trying to do our best. Um, yes. but sometimes we need to like learn to get, um, comfortable and familiar with our shadow self, which is like, are all the things about us that are not very savory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, savory seems like a weird word to use there. Cause now I'm thinking of like salted meats, but <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, salted I vegan meats. <laughs> yeah. That there are parts of me that can be unsavory. Uh, and to, um, rather than trying to like constantly push those away and be in denial that you have character traits that are not considered great. Um, to become more familiar with them so that you can work on them. But I think with perfectionists, it feels more comfortable to try and like be in denial of it and turn a blind eye and be like, no, I'm, I'm doing great. Everything's going to be great. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause it's Absolutely. uncomfortable to look at those icky parts of yourself. Like in the name oh book, God. right. Yeah. It was like, yes. it listed three of like your top qualities and three bad things. And especially if they resonate with you, like the ones in there totally resonate with me. And I'm like, Oh, like, <laughs> fuck you. Like, I don't want to think about that because it's their true. Like those three things yeah. they said, I don't even remember what mine are, but they're, they're very true. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. uh, as a perfectionist and a people pleaser, sometimes the, the want, the desire to be liked can really cloud my judgment with doing what's right instead. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of, a lot of stuff that's going on um, in, in the world and, and, and the, the community that, you know, we're all tied to. And I'm guilty of that 100%. Yeah. I'm guilty yeah. of staying silent about stuff. Um, I'm guilty of trying to be part of the group. Um, and I fucking don't want to do that anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Delaney, you are... 
the true hero here because you quit the business, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is what I've wanted to do <laughs> the last couple of days. Uh, there's obviously a lot coming out about one specific comedian, but it's, you know, now there's all these other accusations about who knew or what have you. And like, the fact of the matter is like, the comedy community is like very it's small but it's also big and there's you know different scenes there's a club scene and there's an alt scene and you know everybody knows of each other but nobody not everyone knows each other personally and uh it is it is really upsetting that news like this feels like it reflects on like the comedy community as a whole because they are such prominent figures oh, mm -hmm. in the club scene primarily mm -hmm. like the alt scene is like yeah fuck those guys um but yeah that's been hard like i'm i i've been feeling burnt out from the the business side because we we can't do stand-up right now i mean we can but not safely and so it feels like the only parts of this job that are left right now are the parts that I don't love. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like, yeah, the things thing that make performing. it worth it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, so it's, uh, I mean, this is not the first time that a famous comedian has been outed as a monster. So it's, you know, it's it's hard not to get discouraged sometimes and just feel like, well, this is just kind of how it is. And right. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I'm still, I'm know, still pretty upset. Yeah. It's just yeah. a lot. And it's yeah. also like my first reaction. I saw some people who were like, why are we even, you know, paying attention to this when there's like so much more going on. And I saw a lot of people coming back with like, you cannot say there are bigger fish to fry. Um, I think Danny Fernandez posted that. Uh, somebody tweeted it. It was like, you can't say there are bigger fish to fry to like victims of sexual abuse because, mm -hmm. you know, there's mm -hmm. other things going on in the world. Like that's so fucked up. So like it's, um, al it's always the right time to talk about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh yeah 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 i'm yeah it's a bummer a, man for a, a, a lot bummer. a lot of injustice and you know let's i left the comedy i i left that career <laughs> choice out of selfish reasons i wasn't i wasn't taking a stand um no, you no, know no, no. you I, did you did history against you these twats um you sniffed out the bullshit and said i will not stand for this coincidentally my dick mug business is going very well that has nothing to do with medicine <laughs> I wish, I wish I fucking left that way with a freaking mic drop. Like, you bitches, let's drain the swamp. Bye. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I left for very selfish reasons. It's, it's just, I, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't happy. Um, but, you know, listen, there are people doing terrible things in every profession, every industry, every part of the world. Um, in every in every way we can that we know is happening and um uh you guys just
got to, you know, Taylor, the way that you're feeling specifically right now, you just got to remember why you've started this. You absolutely love it. You're amazing at it. Not everybody is doing terrible things in the comedy community. There's a lot of wonderful people, True. you guys included. So I hope it doesn't um, diminish your love for the craft and, and, you know, spreading joy to people because that's super right. important. And so I think this is also like, look, when you choose your comedy tribe or your friend group or whatever, be mindful about who they are. I guess. Yeah. And, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that to put blame on other people. Um, but I, I think, I think you can get to know your friends pretty well and their character pretty well. Um, and choose to surround yourself with, with those people, um, that you think are doing, you know, <laughs> doing their best. And, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because there are, there are always, you know, there's always like collateral damage with stuff like this because there's always people who are like, I had no idea that that was going on, and it's like devastating for them as well. Of course, yeah, friend, and, friendships and you know business relationships, and it's it shakes up everything. Dude, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this stuff, they get so good at hiding it, or mm -hmm. or you know, it's, it's a huge manipulation. So of course things have come out in the comedy community. Like, Oh, I've been in a room with all these people and I would have never known that this is yeah. what they were up to. Sure. Maybe there was some other things I didn't like that was happening. Um, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize this, this other stuff. So Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well. We wanted to, to talk a lot on this episode about like, growth that we've had um, during these weird months of quarantine and um, maybe some revelations we've had. Uh, how, what are some things that you guys have realized that maybe might be different for you forever going forward now from quarantine? Things that you didn't really expect. Have you guys thought of some, some things that might have be, might be different? Fuck everything. No, I'm just kidding. You guys, go ahead. I have too many notes here, and I don't know if I can read any of them, but yeah. Taylor, Taylor do you want to start? Oh my gosh. I mean, that's sure, I guess. Uh, I will. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all of us have. I mean, we said this on the last episode, none of us had been to a protest before. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't, I was not emailing. Yeah. 
my reps, you know, like sure, I was yeah. not right. calling. Yeah. <laughs> like I wasn't doing any of that. I was like, you know, I'd sign a petition when it went around and right. I would, you know, vote or whatever. Like I wasn't doing this work. I'm absolutely guilty of, you know, watching uh people in like things that resonate with me and not exposing myself more totally to like more diverse voices like Mm -hmm. you can just always be doing better in that way because entertainment is you know a lot of these executives are white guys or white women and it you know just the fact that I hadn't seen LA 92 or uh the James Baldwin documentary or um 13th or like any of these other things I hadn't read these books like I'm I don't have any excuse for that I mean I need to read more in general but like I I just yeah I don't have any good excuse yeah Yeah, I don't have any good excuse for for not being more involved and and educating myself like, yeah. I keep saying, like, oh, nobody taught me this in school. It's like, you have had the internet since, <laughs> like, second grade. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. I really, you know, I've just, I've just learned, I think, that I have to sit with discomfort instead of avoid it. And I was already kind of doing that in therapy beforehand, like, working on my own stuff within, like, relationships. Yeah. Um, whether it be like insecurity or, you know, whatever, there's just a lot of things or codependency. And, um, I, it is hard as a perfectionist cause you, you really are so hard on yourself that sitting in discomfort isn't just being uncomfortable. It's like, it feels like beating yourself up every day, but also sometimes you just need to do that. Sometimes yeah. you need to beat up on yourself. So you change like, it, most of the time, if you're going to make a big change, it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, so on that front, that's how I feel about that. Um, I think I'm reevaluating a lot about uh, my place in this business and kind of like what I want to give my energy to and how I want to use my platform, I guess, now that I have one, um, how much space I should take up what, what is worthy of my time and maybe taking a step back and like not giving so much of myself to this job. Mm. Um, I mean, Kelsey, you should, you should probably talk next because I'm sure you feel similarly about like, I just, I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm like, I wish I had been less personal. You know, like, I I wish I hadn't felt like I had to put all of myself out there, put all of myself into this job, this business, because all of this can be taken away. Like, stand-up, obviously, has been non-existent the last few months. Do I think it's going to come back? Of course. I have to believe that. But it's also, like, it's okay to imagine for yourself a different life or the possibility that you might have to pivot at some point. Like Delaney, you've been such a good example of that to me. Just, you know, in the time I've known you the last few years, because 
you you stepped away from something that you felt like was this huge part of your identity and that takes so much courage to go this isn't making me happy or this a lot, for a lot of times it's just like this isn't possible for me to do anymore or you know oh I just want to do it differently and people will stay in jobs or relationships or what have you for years because they're so afraid of the discomfort of moving on and, yeah. and doing something different. So, and right now none of us have any choice. Like we have to pivot. Like, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, maybe this is all very rambly, but that that's kind of where I've been the last month is just looking at myself and going, wow, you have put all of your like your self-worth is dependent on this job Mm. and when this job is gone (laughs) you have so much time it's like when you're in a toxic relationship and you finally break up and you're like oh my god I have so much time to read like that's (laughs) I kind of feel right now with like stand up being gone it's like oh I don't have anything to distract me from the fact that I have a lot of work to do on myself right so that's when, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you, when you say that you wish you hadn't been so personal, do you mean that you, you wish you hadn't invested so much of yourself into one thing in terms of like putting all of like your eggs in one basket, all of you into one thing? Or are you saying you wish you hadn't been so personal in terms of like, um, like being revealing in your act or vulnerable in your act or do you, do you know what I'm asking? Yes. I think it's both. Oh, I okay. think, I think in my act, I don't feel that way. I think in my act, for the most part, I feel fine about everything I've said in my act because my act I work on for months and months and months, but like Mm -hmm. social media, podcasting, like all these other things that we do to like keep the plates spinning. Yes. The like plates of relevancy. Yeah. We've like we've like created this idea in our heads, which it's hard because it's kind of true. Like you have to have social media in this business. Like you just have to, but I do think that, uh, I have definitely put all of my eggs in one basket being this job. And it's scary to have that job be non-existent right now. And still, I'm still working on things. I'm still like developing other projects. Yeah. But that's the one thing that made me feel like myself and made me feel like I was worthwhile as a person and to have it be taken away made me realize like, oh, I need to have some other stuff. You know what I mean? Like totally. Delaney, I remember you talking about this, about like missing weddings and graduations and what have you, because you were doing stand up. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, mm. I need to be a person first and yeah. then a comedian right yeah yeah well and even if stand-up hadn't been taken away I feel like that's true just for the sake of like the longevity of of your career and the creativity of like having a life gives you things to write about yes you know mm-hmm. um the whole you talking about um being personal in your act and stuff like that I um, have spent some time in therapy recently talking about reevaluating how personal I like to be in my life and my, in my career on podcasts, because I'm somebody who's always really valued um, like vulnerability in performers and relatability. I know with being a comedian, like 
being relatable has always just been such a big thing of like, that's how you connect with people. And for me, I've always, you know, my like, my this is not happening story on Comedy Central is about the first time I masturbated ending up in the emergency room. It's the most revealing, personal, like not holding anything back because I love that that connection of somebody coming up to me after a show and being like, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. I stuck XYZ in my vagina and you made me feel so (laughs) much more normal about it or whatever. And I've always been afraid to not be that way. I I think I've made a big part of my identity that, that I'm somebody who's just like open book, vulnerable. But I'm realizing that um, there's also like a relatability in being private with certain parts of your life because I think everybody wants to be private with like the things that are sacred to them and that's okay. Like, and even if that wasn't a a relatable thing, I think it's still okay, but it just was an interesting conversation with my therapist of like, you don't lose that like human factor of being a relatable, vulnerable person by deciding to like be more selective about what you share in your life. with that being said, <laughs> long intro into that, but um, I wanted to let um, our listeners know that um, Kane and I are no longer together, um, but I have nothing but love and respect for him. Um, and I know that you listeners have gotten to know him over the years, and he's been such an amazing guest on the podcast. And uh, I know that some of you call yourselves helpster nerds <laughs> if you love self-helpless and Kane's podcasts uh well actually or don't take bullshit from fuckers and um I would love if you continue to support him so uh that's that's me letting letting you listeners know something um big about my life that's obviously a hard thing to talk about um after creating this like very public podcast but um I wanted I wanted to let you guys know so now you know sorry <laughs> oh no all right we can cut this out we can cut this out it's okay uh, sorry this is not my shit I'm sorry <laughs> it's okay anyway you're very you're very well. sweet Love you. Love Kane. Love love everybody. <laughs> oh my God! I'm so sorry. I I don't know. I. It's okay. We love you too, babe. Oh my God! I thought that was really well said. How about me? Yeah. Thanks. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Um, I, talking about, you know, identity and, like, you know, shifting things, I would just, like, uh, Taylor mentioned kind of me stepping away from stand-up, which was like a huge part of my identity, and then, you know, <laughs> getting into other stuff. And I, I still, when I was doing that, still to this this point, like very much struggle with the identity thing. Um, and I think the reason why um, I poured so much energy into Dick's by Delaney because I'm like, if I'm giving up the stand-up comedy identity, this has to fucking work. It has to work. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to have something weird, different, unique, special about me, or I feel like I'm going to disappear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, I don't know if I've really let that go. Honestly, Taylor, I'll be totally honest. Like, I don't think I've mm-hmm. like, I think I'm like, well, let me just transfer to this other thing that I can talk about that's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a stand-up comedian, but I, I I paint penises on coffee mugs. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right. I do think like that my ego was still very much involved and still is in so many ways. And um to the point where I'm I'm working more than I need to. I don't mm-hmm. there there's there's things I could let go of and I'm really struggling right. because of my right. identity. So I think for me, like the growth part is really like getting in touch with what do I actually want to be doing? What work is really important to me? And what am I keeping around for the wrong reasons? Whether Mm. that's business or personal stuff or how I spend my time or what I say or whatever. And so, um, yeah, that's like, that's a constant, you know, evolution really. Yeah. Yeah. How well, have I you guys... gave you some props pretty publicly and you just um <laughs> sat all over, over that. So it's fine. I'm glad that I'm glad my hero is the fake. So <laughs> um yeah, hard pass on your kind words. I don't need them, I don't want them. They're the heroes must home. fall. The heroes must crumble. <laughs> I'm like oh Delaney gives me a lot of hope and Delaney's like, I no, nah. There's I see your hope and I smash it. <laughs> Look elsewhere. You know, you know what an exercise I did with myself recently? I sat down and thought about, okay, what am I doing? Like, what is on my plate right now? What am I doing? If I were not on social media, what would I be doing? What yeah. am I doing purely to show people? And what am I doing because I actually fucking love it? Right. That was a big, oh, aha. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, so, um, I, uh, this has been, this next thing I'm going to say has been a wet dream of mine for quite some time. Taylor and Kelsey <laughs> have gotten an earful about this. Cam has gotten an earful about this uh, over the last maybe year or so, I would say. Um, it is an absolute fantasy, wonderful <laughs> dream of mine to be completely social media app free at some point and 
that is what I'm working towards um, in a lot of ways. So I feel like I should just be honest about that because part of me is like, don't even mention it because then people won't follow you. And what if you change your mind? You know, all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, ta- I'm saying this. This has been on my mind for so long. Um, and so I'm actually, I've been slowly starting that process and easing into a lot of stuff. It started with a lot of restrictions on social media, which I've talked about on the podcast. Um, I'm now, I'm going to be uh, deleting my Twitter account and my Facebook account and just using Instagram. Um, and my, my goal is to basically um, transition to other platforms that make me feel um, like I'm taking care of myself. I know that a lot of my anxiety and stuff like that is connected to social media in a lot of ways. And I've noticed a significant difference in my mood and how I feel on the days that I'm not on there. Um, and so I wouldn't, I'm not going to be completely living off the grid or anything like that. I'm honestly just going to be transferring the way, transitioning the way kind of I, I show up digitally. I will be showing up on my blog. I will be showing up on my, uh, email list and I will be, um, being guests on other people's podcasts. Those three things I really, really enjoy. And I feel like when I use them, it's very intentional. Um, and I'm giving the information I want to give without caring about what people think. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be more valuable for me, um, being honest and truthful than being on social media in the way that I have been in, in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, I will be using Instagram indefinitely, in but only that platform. Um, and I will be transitioning Dix by Delaney probably as well in some of those ways too. Yeah. So well, that's awesome. Yeah. Happy that you figured out that that's what will help ease anxiety, make you happier. It's like, yeah, totally and, within your grasp. Yeah. And like, not everybody, not everybody um, has that relationship with social media, but I really do for whatever reason. And I think it is the perfectionist in me and the people pleaser and, and um, uh, you know, and so I just kind of noticed that the days that I'm not on social media, I feel like I'm doing enough. I feel happier. I feel more present. My focus is very different. I feel more clear. And um, I don't know, some people really enjoy it. And it's not something I ever really um, enjoyed. I've tolerated it. And I I, I started thinking about as far as like growth. um, I was not a social media person before I did stand up. I wasn't on social media. I think I had a Facebook account and MySpace before that to talk to friends. But I remember, um, like, I was not on it. And then at one of my first comedy festivals, they were trying to tag me in a photo on Instagram. And they're like, Where's your, what's your handle? Where are you? I'm like, oh, I don't have one of those. And they're like, no, you need to have one of these if you ever want to, like, make it happen in this business. I was like, oh, shit, okay, I'll make it. Here I am now, you know? And I have to, I have to remember that my default was not doing this. And I, have to, I feel like I need to kind of respect that part of myself. So... Yeah. Yeah, it might be way fucking harder to run a business uh, off of social media, some of these platforms, but uh, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you guys, I'll tell you guys how it goes. Well, you could always like disable those accounts. You don't have to like yeah. delete the account itself. Yeah. You could just disable it or delete the app sure. and then try. And if Cause there's so many things, you know, where we come on the podcast and we're like, you guys, I'm doing this. This is like yeah. totally what I'm meant to do. And yeah. then you try it and you're like, 
eh, I thought it might be, but it's actually not. Yeah. So True. if you happen to try it and it's not what you thought it was, at least yeah. you have the fallback if you, if you need it. That's true. I always thought if you disabled it and it stayed disabled for a certain amount of time, they just delete it anyway. I don't know if that's true. I think I so, think. but I think it's a while. Okay. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, maybe though. that might be a happy medium. We'll, we'll, we'll all ease out of it, but um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's what, that is what I, I've noticed a lot um, the past some, several months. And now it's like, well, I have to put my, my mental health and, and stuff. Uh, I have to make that a priority. If I really right. want to show up, okay, be, be, be able to do a lot of this work that I really want to be doing and continue to do. Right. Yeah. How have you guys felt in, um, in quarantine in terms of like, the relationships in your life like not necessarily just like cam and sam but um like your friends and family do you feel like you've put more energy into those relationships than you did before because i feel like that's been a big change for me just in terms of like having more time because usually my schedule before quarantine is like traveling constantly tired a lot and a lot of my best friends from home we would maybe talk like once a month it was very like much more spread out and I know once things go back to normal, maybe it will be a little bit more like that, but I've really enjoyed um, kind of like remembering how important these people in your life are for more than just like a monthly phone call. Like, fuck, I'm so lucky. Like I have such great friends, like between you guys here in California and my friends from home, like mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. And I just, I don't know, this quarantine stuff makes you realize like how short life is and all this stuff where I just want to, ugh, I don't know pour more time into that. And like you said, Tay, like, I think beyond spreading ourselves out just with other parts of our career, like parts of ourselves with our friends and family is important. Um, because, and, and I know that's been amplified for me, obviously now being alone and like being alone during quarantine does make you go, okay, like, like, who, let me take stock of who I have in my life. And, um, I just feel like really grateful for for my friends and family for sure mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely taylor do you want to add on that yeah i feel similarly i feel like everyone has more time and the uh the dread really motivates me to reach out to people i love more and tell them how much they mean to me right instead of just assuming they know so I think that's definitely a silver lining. Um, and again, I think, you know, everybody going through this pandemic together made a lot of people, you know, take stock of their priorities and their relationships. And a lot of people have time to do this work and learn about racial injustice and, mm-hmm. you know, think about the toxic work environments they're in or, or the people in their family who maybe haven't been exposed to certain information or, or certain resources and I uh, I am grateful for for this year it has been very painful yeah but I uh, I do think everybody's learning a lot Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can't learn while you're comfortable. You just a lot of the time you just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Not in this, a lasting uh, way. 
absolutely Every, everything that's happened this year boy do you do you figure out what's important to you really fucking quick <laughs> yeah. yeah you really figure out what's important um it's a hundred percent strengthened relationships with my family um and friends i would say i think i mean uh not too long um into like when this pandemic hit I had a conversation with somebody in my family that I, I would never thought in a million years we would have that conversation. I had dreamt about that conversation and how it would go. Wow. And yeah. it happened. Yeah. And it totally changed my life and, and our relationship. And so I think, um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know, because there's there's a lot of distractions that are no longer happening, you know, with things being closed. And I know that things are like reopening a little bit and stuff, but there was a lot that you couldn't do. And so it really made you focus on what you, what you have, how you spend your time, all this stuff. And I feel like I've talked about this with both of you guys, just like on walks and stuff. We just like notice like birds and stuff more. Yeah. <laughs> we just like, like flowers. Oh, look at this beautiful flower. Look at this. Look at, yeah. Look at that squirrel in the tree. Kelsey yeah. and I, there's a barking squirrel in our neighborhood. I'm like, what? Have you ever heard a squirrel bark before? This is incredible. Like all these, like, I, yeah. I feel like so present in nature, even more present than I was. And I am really appreciative of like the simple things um, and just really like being, um, you know, just like doing those, those, yeah, just really simple things that I feel like are, not usually the focus of most of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was just going to mention one more thing. Um, I, I, as far as the growth thing, I obviously it's a fucking horrible time, but the silver lining for me is like, I'm so grateful that this has shown me, this is really demystified activism for me. And Taylor was kind of talking about it. I thought that doing going to protests, signing petitions, being involved, calling people, all this stuff. It, for some reason, because of my privilege, you know, it felt like a hard out of reach thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And after incorporating it into like your, your daily life and taking a few minutes to do something, it's like, oh, wow, this is, this stuff has always been here. These resources have always been here. I just have not been paying attention. I've not been looking for it. And so I am grateful that this uh, has definitely changed how I'm going to be involved going forward. And it's it's making me take a really good look at my businesses. And I'd I'd rather that happen sooner, you know, rather than later um, with how as a system, basically how a foundation can be built to give back and, um, uh, you know, from the get go and, and stuff. So for sure. That's, that's, that's a big takeaway I've, I've had, obviously. Yeah. As, as we all have. Yeah. And I'm sure I, in co- coming episodes, we'll continue to talk about like the things that we are learning from quarantine and, and changes happening in our lives, because even though things are starting to open up a little bit, life is still not normal yet. And, uh, but it did feel good to do a, just a full episode talking about these things that we're, we're realizing. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I've done, also done a lot of, we've talked about on the show. It's really kind of asking myself, like, what kind of person do I want to be? You know, like when you, when you think of like, okay, if you're a hundred years old, if we're all, if we're all lucky enough to get there, mm-hmm. um, 
what would you want people saying at your funeral? What would you want to say about your past self? Like, would you be, would you say, I was really proud of how I showed up in my life and what I did and how I contributed and the kind of impact I made? Or did I shy away from tough things? Did I stay in a little bubble? Right. Did I not take risks? Yeah. That has been pretty constant. Yeah, for sure. All right. Just a light episode for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We're trying, but we don't know. Be nice Um, to us. You know what would be nice? If you guys have, um, you know, your own recommendations of uh, certain books, topics, anything that you'd like us to discuss, certain speakers you would like us to get on um, moving forward, um, especially, obviously, uh, uh, when it comes to um, racial justice education and things like that, that maybe we we don't know about yet or we haven't mentioned on the show, please write into us. We want to hear from you. We want to know what feels hard to learn about and what we need to use our platform platform for. So selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to write it in. For sure. Yes. And we do have an iTunes review, don't we? Here we go. Yes, we do. Here we go. All right. So this one is from Needham1533. (laughs) The title is This Is How I Live Now. (laughs) I love Delaney Kelsey and Taylor's vulnerability, humility, and hilarity as they struggle to be better humans. It makes me feel like less of an idiot on my own self-help journey. Thank you so much. How perfect for this episode. (laughs) Jesus, for real. Seriously. Better humans is a perfect way. Yeah describe our show and especially how we feel right now (laughs) yeah thank you to anyone who has taken the time to write a a sweet itunes review of the show you guys are amazing and it's nice to just connect with you in that way so Mm -hmm. it's on itunes if you want to do it if you want to leave a rating and review we we read one on the show every episode you guys know yeah yes yeah all right. Well, we love you guys. We really do. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you're doing all right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.